welcome to the Wilco Podcast. Worship Leaders Collective is a worship community of over 32,000 worship leaders from 99 countries around the world. You can check us out online at worshipleaderscollective.com or type in Worship Leaders Collective on Facebook to get connected for free today. Our hope is to help equip you with the tools and resources you need so that you can be who God's called you to be and do what He's called you to do. You've been called for such a time as this. Listen up as we dive into another episode of the Wilco Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Wilco Podcast. My name is Jenny McGrew, and we have a special little segment today. I invited my friend Matt McCoy from Loop Community onto the podcast today, and you might be thinking, we just heard Matt on the podcast. And you know what? You totally did. But we were in Chicago this past week together with a bunch of worship innovators, if I can say that, um, hosting a conference. And for worship leaders and worship teams and tech teams uh, in North America, and perhaps some of you were there. So we just wanted to do a recap of some highlights at Worship Innovators Conference and also let you know about the conference next year. So stay tuned for a little heart-to-heart chat with my friend Matt from Loop Community. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome to the Wilco podcast. I'm sitting here with my friends who I met face-to-face this week. It was so awesome. Matt McCoy and uh, his team and I got to meet your wife. I don't know if she told you that, but I got to meet her. I saw her sitting there editing photos um, while you were rehearsing one day, and that was awesome. So we were in Chicago all together this week. I was in Matt City, and we finally had Worship Innovators Conference in person. Can you believe it? It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming, and it happened. And you know what? It actually exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Which I had pretty high expectations and it exceeded them, which that's pretty, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we were yeah, going to do it in person like two years ago and then, you know, COVID happened and then we went virtual and I just knew though, for sure we'd have to come back and do it in person because there's nothing like that. No, not at all. Like just thinking we weren't meant to do life alone or we weren't, you can't even yeah. really grow well alone that we can only really grow well together but I honestly think like you can just even see the fingerprints of God leading up to this week yeah Uh, I think it was probably better as well because it did we did have to wait for it you know like there's preparation in place and even just this healthy tension of everyone just being so excited to finally be together in one place so yeah how are you feeling you feeling good I'm feeling a bit tired yeah but it's kind of like that feeling when you come off from like a camp, you know, and you get home. I like, you know, we tore everything down that night and I went home and walk in and immediately, you know, like step on a toy and like it's macaroni and cheese dinner and like kids are screaming and it's like, well, back to reality, <laughs> back to the real world. And yeah. it's like kind of that, that feeling that you have when you like have such like a high moment at a conference. And then it's it's always kind of hard readjusting back into real life. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. missing it. It was such, it was just such a great time. I love getting worship leaders together there. I had a feeling when I was there, 
I, I remembered the only other time I had felt that feeling was about four or five years ago when I did a co-write event with Jared Anderson. We hosted a co-writing event downtown Chicago and we had like 30 songwriters come in and we just provided a space for them to write songs for right. two days. And then we did a showcase at the end where they all got up on stage and played their songs and they were so alive and filled up and they were using their gifts. And I remember having that same feeling that I had at Worship Innovators this week of like, yeah. I just love this. I love getting worship leaders together and letting them just be like who they are and connect yeah. with others. And I, I don't know, maybe I should just go into the event and the event space. Cause I think I really love throwing events. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty special. And just even that last set, that last worship set, Oh, just like even that front row, you were leading worship with your, with the crew and uh, that whole front section right in front of you, they were so, they were so alive saying there's joy in the house of the Lord. And, you know, it wasn't yeah. just singing a song, like it was breath and it was life for so many yeah. people. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. What I love too is about this conference that felt unique to me is that it felt to me like everyone was on the same level. Like it felt like, you know, this conference, we were very specific and particular about not bringing in big artists or big speakers. Right. I mean, you were probably the biggest speaker we had. Right. And like, but we did a really, we were intentional about just making it about the everyman, like the normal right. Joe, like worship leader. Yeah. Like we were all in this together. I mean, I had so many people come up to me and say, I can't believe like the speakers and the worship leaders, they would say from stage that they lead worship at churches of a hundred people. Right. That's like me, you know, and they would right. say like, I relate to that. Yeah. And I just love that. Cause it felt like there was no ego at mm -hmm. this conference. Nope. It felt like it was just like, Hey, we're all just in this together to learn how to use technology or how to do just practical things in, in mm -hmm. leading worship. Yeah. And I just loved that spirit of the conference. Yeah. I loved it too. And, you know, I think if we were to go, if we were all, you know, the team were to sit down and just talk about or share our stories on how we started or why we started. That was why. And yeah. that's who we were. And that's still who we are. And yeah. I think that speaks that, that the authentic, authenticity yeah. and the sincerity behind that, I think, really reaches hearts and touches them in such a pure way. And I'm not saying the other way is wrong, yeah. but yeah. I think this is what sets perhaps worship innovators conference yeah. apart yeah. from what other, other people are doing and you know, the other stuff, like it's awesome too. So I don't want to speak against that because it's, that's not what this is about, but it's about, you know, you know, however it's done in the future, but for this year it was special. And I think it's yeah. something that many people won't forget. I had someone come up to me at the end and just say, I feel like I'm going home really feeling like I can do this mm. where she said that sometimes she goes to a worship conference and, you know, they see like Hillsong United play and it's just like, you know, amazing, of course, because they're right. Hillsong United and they, but they've right. got a huge, and, and you almost sometimes can leave conferences like that actually discouraged in some ways because right. you're like, my church will never be like that. Or I'll never be able to get our worship team to, to look or sound like that. Right. Right. And, you know, while you maybe had a good time, mm -hmm. And you maybe probably were also like filled up spiritually. You may leave feeling discouraged. And right. she was like, I just left. I'm leaving this conference feeling like I can do this. 
Totally. And, and that's what I love. And that's what Worship Innovators is about, is how do we equip people practically with what they need to lead worship? Totally. Because it's linear. Everything was so linear, you know, and it's not like here to here yeah. and we're trying to synthesize this. Well, how do I synthesize this into my church of 50 people, you yeah. know? And again, yeah. it goes back to all of our why of the, like, even so, you know, why, you, you know, why and how you started Loop Community, you know, that's a whole story there. And I believe, you know, we've had a podcast talking about that or, or Worship Leaders Collective. It was created so that the house church of five yeah. or 10 could maybe share their experience with, you know, the worship pastor of 2,500 or, or vice versa in realizing that we're all sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. We all have right. something to contribute, but we also in humility have something we need to learn and we need to learn right. that together. So, yeah. I talked awesome. to a, um, another person. Uh, the other thing I really loved with this conference is it was just good to be with other worship leaders who, George from CCLI, I think in his talk, had said that 80% of churches are under 200. Yeah, I believe that. Under 200. And from the look of social media and everything, you could actually feel like you're a minority in the church. You know, you think that every church is a mega church or huge, mm -hmm. but most churches are pretty small. And small churches struggle with things like budgets and volunteers and mm -hmm. And I talked to so many worship leaders who I felt like were in that space. Yeah, our church is 100 people. Yeah, our church is 20 people. Yeah, our church is, you know, 300 people. Um, like small church. And so they're all dealing with the same issues, a lot of the same issues. Mm -hmm. And you really feel like you're not alone when you're doing yeah. that. I'm yeah. at a small church. And I cannot find a drummer for the life of me. I go in the lobby yeah. every weekend and I meet people. And I'm like, <laughs> after I like talk to them about, you know, their name, where they're from, all the job, I'm like, hey, do you play drums? <laughs> because if they do, I'm like, you're in. And yeah. I even got to talk to some worship leaders who were dealing with that exact same thing. And we kind of shared some ideas of what to do or other places you could <laughs> find drummers. And there's something about getting people together in a space who are dealing with the same issues just to even help you feel like you're not alone and to know totally. that you're not alone. Totally. Which is why um, I think I might've shared in one of my sessions about, I said, maybe I asked them a question. I hope that you guys have met some people that you didn't know. I hope you've sat at a table mm -hmm. and exchanged stories because those stories help give each of us hope yeah. and courage and insight and maybe a, yeah. a path forward, you know, where to maybe you can't, you know, so we've all been in, you know, situations and seasons where it's like, I'm just not seeing the path forward on this, you know, and you can start feeling yeah. really defeated, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I hope, and I'm quite certain, even with what you're saying, that those things did transpire and it felt like a whole lot of hope. It felt like so much hope multiplied. And yeah, I felt like in that last, that last hour, it was like, everyone was like, this is part of a huge part of what we were born to do. It was just yeah. like the life of God was there. And it was, yeah, stunning. I, I love that last session that you, so I led worship and yeah. you spoke. And I don't say I love that last session just because of that. But yeah. what I thought was interesting about that last session, mm -hmm. it was different than all of the other main sessions. It really was different. And what I mean is that when we were first planning this conference, we were thinking there's a lot of worship conferences that are very spiritual heavy. It's like 
hey, come here to this conference and get refueled, get refreshed because yeah, yeah, you're burned yeah, yeah. out. And like, yeah, here's yeah. why we worship and all this stuff. And I thought, okay, well, no, I want worship innovators to be practical training, like boot camp for worship leaders. Come well, right, and learn how to lead your team, how to write a chord chart, how to lead a rehearsal, how to use right. tracks, how to run sound. And so we did that. Worship Innovators was very, very practical by design. The main sessions, the panels, all the breakouts were practical, practical, practical. There was not one breakout on, uh, you know, the history of worship or something, or uh, right. or why we worship, you know, right. what what the Bible says about worship. It wasn't that kind right. of thing. No. And there's a time and place for that. However, why I loved the very last session is that mm. I feel like that is where by then we had done all the practical work. We had done all yeah. the hard work. And then this last session was more of just like a party worship session. Like we had totally. like just great, like fun, energetic, like celebration worship. Totally. Um, but then you brought, you came up and just brought it mm. with a talk yeah. of don't, this is who we play. are, not what yeah. we do. Uh-huh. And um and that were worshipers. And I remember I, mm-hmm. I even started the conference with that, with by saying that, that like mm-hmm. really foundationally, first and foremost, we're worshipers before we're innovators, totally. before we're even like creators, before we are um, <laughs> leaders, we are, we're worshipers. And mm-hmm. so it has to start there. And I love that we started there and then we ended there. Yeah. Um, I thought Come that was on. awesome. We're still living in the moment. Like I'm not like still living because I've been writing papers. So you say you went home and like macaroni and like stepped on a toy. I got I went straight to the airport. I get into the Uber. Yeah. I have a supernatural encounter with the taxi driver. Yeah. Get on the plane. I don't know if you read that text, you know, on the group chat that we had. I'm I get down and I sit on the plane, and this girl comes sit right next to me. She's like, Oh, it's you. I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm kind of tired. And she, I was like, were you at the conference? She's like, what conference? I'm like, okay. She's like, it's you. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, it's me. She's like, you're a pastor. And I'm like, okay, surely she's not crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'm a pastor. And then she was like, it's me. And I'm like, okay, I'm still not tracking. She's like, Yale town. So Yale town's in Vancouver. Yeah. And well, there's a Yale town in Vancouver. And then she starts telling me where she's from. And I, she was like, it's me. It's me, Essie. I'm like, Essie? I'm like, yeah. what are you doing here? How are you actually sitting next to me on a plane in Chicago? Yeah. And I was, she was like, I ran the Chicago Marathon. I'm like, you ran the Chicago Marathon? And what's crazy was like, this girl, I've only met her twice in my life. So strong in my heart. Didn't know how to find her. Didn't know how to reach out to her. And here she lands next to me on a plane. So that all happens to me. So, you know, there's like a whole other story behind that. It happens to me on the way home. Then I get home like at 1 a.m. and I wake up and as you know, I'm in school. So I'm just writing papers. So, you know, the reality hits me. So like this conversation right now is just like, yeah. Yeah. you know, it just takes me, just takes me right back to this mm-hmm. moment. Wow. Yeah. And just even that, that whole, that just that whole moment at the end, it's just like, you felt like, you know, it was like, God was just cheering everyone on and just saying, don't quit, keep going. You've been called yeah. in the kingdom for such a time as this, you know, I'm for you. I'm with you. You know, you got a piece of bread, you got a fish, just lift it up to me, give thanks yeah. to me. I'm going to yeah. make it more. I'm going to make it more than enough for you yeah. as you just keep trusting me and being faithful to help move the mission of the church forward. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. Like, even with what you were saying about the workshops, like how many, how many conferences have we been to? Okay. Cause you're a pastor's kid. 
right? Or were, was, um, how many conferences have we been to? And we're like, yeah, it was a great conference, but I don't feel like I really like, like yeah. I, I got nothing. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Jesus. I'm, I'm yes. Jesus. Awesome. Yeah. You right. know, and, and we always want to lift up the name of Jesus and celebrate. Right. And this is who we are. And this is why we're here. But like, what did I but actually learn? How you bring it back? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love that it was all of it. Yeah. It was yeah. all of it. And for me, and I think for so many, that's a win. And, yeah. and it makes it so worth it. Like yeah. most of the people I talked to, like people were driving 10 hours, 16 hours, 16 was I the know. longest. Cause during lunch, cause you know, I flew in just for that last day. So I was like during lunch, you know, like in my first um, breakout on team culture, I was just encouraging them, you know, don't be the green room person, be the lobby person. So I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be the lobby person. I'm going to go eat lunch with a bunch of people. I don't know. So I did that yeah. just to hear their stories. And, you know, I couldn't believe how long people were driving, you know, here yeah. and they're like, we're coming again. We're going to bring our whole team next year. And I'm like, do it. People came from everywhere. Someone drove from everywhere. Maine. Someone drove from Atlanta. Someone flew in from Phoenix, Northern California. People from Tennessee. A lot of people from Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people from Chattanooga. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to get people from Canada there next year. So we might need to just do one in Chattanooga <laughs> next time. Yeah. I, gonna, I, I definitely have some thoughts. So I, yeah, I talked at the end too. I talked to a guy. Um, well, you know what? It was after that morning worship. Oh, with you guys. You and Oh, yeah, Ryan. yeah, yeah. Oh, Ryan. So, so cute. a guy came up to me in the lobby. Probably like a, he was probably in his sixties, like an older man and big guy. And he was crying oh. and, um, and he came up and just gave me a hug. And he's just like, I got to just tell you that I've been a tech director for 10 years and I've never been able to really just worship because oh. I'm always just thinking about the tech and what's happening in the room. And I just never have been able to really focus. And he said, for the first time in 10 years, I was able to just really worship. Yeah. And wow. He was really, really moved by it. And he was just yeah. like, I gotta tell you that. And actually, I, I was I told him I was gonna tell the team that and I forgot. I need to tell the worship team that. Totally. Um, totally. Because I thought that was pretty cool. And I think that was probably the story. I bet a lot of people had that type of experience. I hope so. I think that I think, was I think they did. part of all of our hope, you know, That's mm -hmm. just to the point also of this isn't just something we do. This is who we are and yeah. our doings flow out of our beings, you know. There yeah. was a spirit of collaboration there mm -hmm. that was exactly what I was wanting. And I wasn't mm -hmm. sure if it would happen because we've, it's just, I think our default sometimes is not that. Mm -hmm. and especially at, like at worship conferences that I've been to, at least it, it feels like sometimes there's, you know, competition between companies or, um, silos. You know, the artists, yeah, the mm -hmm. silos. Mm -hmm. And that was what I wanted to do with worship innovators was break down those silos and mm -hmm. build like bridges between all of these companies. So that's why this, co this conference was led by all mm -hmm. these people who are running these mm -hmm. products or services or communities mm -hmm. for worship leaders. Yeah. And I've really felt like people caught that vision and we're really collaborating with each other. Mm -hmm. And um and even more like so we were leading it together. It felt like we were all leading it together. 
Totally. Totally. And I think there's a old phrase. I can't remember where I first heard this from, um, but we teach what we know, but we impart who we are. Yeah. So again, you know, it flows from the top down. So this, this DNA that's inside of everyone was really in the conference. See, we didn't have to try to do anything because it already, we, that's not be fabricated. It's in us. Because it, because it's it's who we are and that could cater to a worship leader or a worship team listening today. You know, you don't have to try to do anything on Sunday, try to make things happen. When you're a worshiper, that spirit of worship, as you sing the song is going to be, is going to pour forth. It's going to pour out and touch people Mm -hmm. because it's something that you're living every day, you know, for Jesus Christ. It's something that you're consecrated to. So Yeah. yeah. Praise God. So, worship innovators, happening it's happening again. It is happening again. Can you uh-huh. believe it? Um, hopefully, another pandemic pandemic doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> November? No, whoa, not November. October yeah. two and three. We're gonna do another one. Yeah, in Chicago, same place. That yeah. venue worked perfectly, so we're like, why change it? Let's just do it again. Yeah, um, October two and three. And we're going to have tickets open very soon for purchase. And so hopefully maybe yeah. when you have this video posted, we can put a link in the caption or in the comment of where people could buy a ticket. Oh, yeah. You don't want to miss it. And I really, and I honestly, I feel like people always say this about every conference, but I really think that based on what I heard, there's going to be a lot of people registering for this next one. Uh-huh. People were like, we're bringing our teams next time. And this venue only holds a thousand people. So well, let's get a thousand. I think we're going to cap it. So get your ticket early. Yeah. Come on. Worshipinnovators.com. Correct? Yep. Yep. Worshipinnovators.com. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be there, right, Jenny? Yes. For the whole thing. Good. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No more of this crazy writing papers before and after. Yeah. Good. Flying in and out. Like I'm, feel like I'm some sort of superhero. You know what? It's the only way I could have been there. And I'm I'm glad that I did. And the grace was there. Like I felt. I didn't feel stressed or worn out one time and just did it, just did it. And just to connect with people. And I think, you know, there's the learning aspect of it too. And I'll end maybe end with this. It's the relational aspect is so Mm -hmm. vital and it's so important. Like I talked to so many worship leaders, they came alone. I'm like one guy. Okay. In my, in my last breakout, he was sharing that he drove 16 hours by himself just to come. He was going to bring a friend from his team, but they ended up jumping out. And he's like, I just wanted to come to this so bad. He's like, I knew I needed to be here. And he drove 16 hours in one day just to be there, you know, and he got to meet other crazy, but just to connect with other worship leaders, you know, that people would know that they're not alone. Yeah, There's so many people like you, like all of us and some of us that have just been through some of the same stuff that we have all been through. Mm-hmm. And we need to connect with one another, you know, so that yeah. we can grow, so that we can have synergy. You know, if I can say that, where one plus one equals more than two in the kingdom yeah. of God as we come together and, you know, yeah, be faithful to do what God's calling us to do. So I'll never forget the feeling I had when I walked into that venue when we first kicked off the first the first session. Yeah. And everybody was coming in. Countdown goes down. The band comes in. Aaron Stewart from Planning Center is leading worship. Yeah, yeah. I and saw they, the video. They, Derek said it. Yeah, and they kick into House of the Lord. Yeah, that's the video that we sent you. Uh-huh. 
they kick in the house of the Lord and just the auditorium is full, like and everybody's clapping. And I just thought, I, I just like was so overwhelming to me because it was like seeing a dream happen, like come to actual life. Like yeah, I yeah. have for years been thinking about this conference and like picturing it in that building. Cause that church is actually where I led worship for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. So I've spent so much time in that building. And like, even like when I'm just like bored during a sermon, I would just kind of look around and just kind of imagine, like, imagine this room with like a conference uh-huh. one day. Yeah. And then actually seeing it happen was just like overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. In the I'll best of ways. That. Yeah. In I want to share ways. I want to share one more thing. Boaz. Yes. Oh, Boaz. How cool how is awesome. that? Well, how cool is it that Ryan, we gotta add Ryan to this podcast, yeah. just honorable mention for you know what a you great story. You should interview story. him, by the way, Ryan. Yes, about worship innovators, but yeah, but yeah, tell, yeah. can you tell the Boaz story? Yeah, just well, you know, I think the first time. Well, I, I saw him at the conference, and I'm like, this guy's so young. I love he's seeing like the youngest this next. Guy there. He's like the next next generation, you know, and you know this young little like, you know, 2010 Bieber. Yeah, <laughs> 2010 Bieber at the conference, and then seeing Ryan, you know, honorable mention, and Ryan's like, I'm sending you a cornhole board and i'm like of course you are ryan because you're just like the best human on the planet you know and then just in that last session and um just so on my heart but the next generation's always the beatings of my heart like every generation yes and you know like i said in my message you know scripturally like we're all one generation but you know we we do categorize things and but seeing or before i got up the lord put boaz on my heart and i was like I gotta look up and see what this kid's name means, you know? So I'm like reading it. So when I get on the platform and I'm just like, Boaz, like, where's Boaz? He's there. And I'm like, do you know what your name means? And I don't know if he knew, but I think someone said strength and, you know, and just to minister to him there. But it was the him coming up to me after, after the message and him just sharing what God did in his heart and life during that conference. So my point would be to people who are listening, bring the next generation next year to the conference you know, yeah. I, I think that's that, a great point, Jenny. And I shared this actually in my first breakout. And I said, and I it wasn't even in my notes or anything, but I said, I feel like I'm saying this for some of us here. I said, where we've capped a certain age limit on our teams, like say it was 18 or say you yeah. needed a driver's license or, you know, for people to be emotionally ready. And there is a point to be made for that. Okay. Cause I will preach that message. And, you know, my son was definitely, you know, I could talk about my son not being emotionally ready for that, but I think we have to be careful to hold guidelines loosely for what God wants to do in this next season so that we are giving way to the Boazes um, in the kingdom of God. He's 14, you know, to be able to use our gifts, not later, but now for the glory of God. And and that's one of the things I said to him. It was, he came up to me on the stage after, and I said, buddy, don't wait. God wants to use you now. You know, like there's no junior Holy Spirit. And for us to really put value, and I believe just to even in greater measures be pouring into that next generation, to that next, next generation coming up and mm. cheering them on and hard, hard with such fervency, maybe in ways that maybe you weren't or I was. And I think that's one of the reasons why I have such a passion. You know, it's kind of like be what you yeah. need, right? Or yeah. be what you needed. And you know, just to say to you guys that are listening, if there's like next generation, next, next generation on your heart uh, to bring to the conference next year, please don't hesitate. Bring them 
so that their identity can be unlocked so that they can see something that they've never seen before, that they could see that they're part of something bigger than maybe what they see they're part of. Yes, the local church, but also, yes, the local church being connected to the mission of the kingdom of God. So vital that we help give way to those experiences because it so shapes and forms who we are and the things that we do. Wow. That's such, I'm so glad you brought that up, Jenny, because that is something that is so true. I think about what got me even doing what I do today. Mm-hmm. And it was that my mom and also another guy in our church who was older, like he was on the worship team. They were very, very intentional about including me in all of these things. Mm-hmm. I used to go to worship conferences with my mom, with this guy from the church. I went to all sorts of types of worship training conferences, pastor conferences, even that didn't even apply to me, but I was there as a 13 year old, as a 14 year old. And that's part of being a pastor's kid too. You're just there all the time, but, but you're, that's such a good point that like, why was Boaz the only, like, he was the only like 13 year old I saw there. Yeah. We should have, everybody should be bringing like a young student, Mm -hmm. young kid in their church who is the next generation. I think I'm going to do a video on that as a charge when the link goes live and just, you know, maybe I, uh, bring your teams and then bring the next generation, someone from the next generation. I need to find Boaz. I'm going to interview Boaz. You should. I don't know how to find it. It's funny because I'm doing everything I do because of that, because somebody did that. someone Someone needs to do that for the next generation. Me too. I was 14 when I started leading worship on Sundays. And looking back to that, that was crazy. It was huh. crazy. Like, and it was Jake's dad. Yeah. It was my husband's dad yeah. that that gave the way for that. And there was other worship leaders. And it was like, looking back, it was like, why did you? And he was like, I knew it was what you were supposed to, what you were called to do. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you for not expecting me to run out of the womb and giving me, you know, permission to crawl. Before I had to run and giving me space not to have to be perfect or to have to do it like anybody else, but to be, you know, for, you know, Mm -hmm. putting those bumper pads, like the bowling ball, you know, we have those pads, you know, just to kind of like try to, even if it doesn't go fast down the lane or make a strike, like, you know, my little ball at 14 was just like going down the alley, you know, Mm -hmm. but thank you, you know, and that's the role that we all get to play, but, you know, maybe just to encourage Mm -hmm. other people you know, worship yeah. pastors, worship leaders, and just say, Hey, if you got a next gen, next gen, next gen on your heart, like just bring them, wow. bring them. Like, yeah, we got to pass this on. We got, we got to pass this stuff on. And I really feel in these, you know, yeah. I say last days, I feel like even Paul, the apostle Paul thought these were the last days. So, you know, who really knows, right. It looks like we're living in the last days, but who really knows, mm. but you know, I just, I just feel a momentum in my spirit about passing it on and raising them up and being diligent to just say, here, here. I know you don't know how to actually call a guy today because I'm also a worship pastor at another church right now, along with my own church and, you know, just things. I haven't been able to be leading worship at this other church right now. So I call this kid who's just, he's young. And I just called him this morning while I was in lecture and I put my thing on mute in my class. And I says, hey, Daniel. He's like, hey, and he was kind of nervous. I said, you're leading worship Sunday. I didn't even get around. I didn't even beat around the bush. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you're going to do great. You know? And uh, I let the leadership team know. And they're like, yeah, that's great. If you think he can do it, he can do it. And Mm -hmm. I just, 
give people space and uh, people, yeah. this next generation is going to surprise us, you guys. Yeah. And God's anointing. I think that's, really a, that's a good, that's a good challenge. Yeah. I'm going to, for the next conference, I'm going to think of some next gens to have involved. Yeah. Do it. I had my cousin there. He's 16 years old. He's yeah. a second cousin. Yeah. Um, I've only met him like once in my life and he lives out in Spokane, Washington. Oh, I met the, I met your Miller. Niece. I met yeah. Denise. Yeah. So they came out. Chatted, yeah. So Miller texted me and he's like, Hey, I'm doing lights at my church. You know, he volunteers at his church in Spokane, Washington. Yeah. He's like, I would love to come worship innovators. I'm like, Miller, I don't even know if you know how to run lights, but you should come and run all of our lights. <laughs> so he flew out and like, he ran all the lights that worship innovators did an amazing job. Yeah. But you know, I think that's, it's interesting because that's kind of like an example of, I just love getting people involved. I'm like, honestly, I don't even know if he knows how to run lights, but I knew he would figure it out and be fine. Right. You know, and it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. But I'm bringing my it's son a next huge year. deal to have him involved. You know, it is a huge him, deal. It's a huge deal. It and is a huge deal. That's and they need, need that. To, we need to think about that for next year. They How need those experiences. You know, I was there the first or that day I was there and I texted my son. I said, he's a drummer and he does lighting and all those things yeah. too. And I just said, you're coming with me next year. He didn't write yeah. me back because he was in school, <laughs> but I said, no, I said, you, yeah. you got to come here. You've got to, you've got to get a big, bigger vision for yourself and you need to be around people that mm-hmm. have the same passions that you do. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Worship Innovators. October 2nd, 3rd, 2023. Put it on your Chicago. calendar. Start saving now. Yeah. Put it to your, you know, your church can help pay for it. Yeah. You know, put it out to them now. Fundraisers, all yep. the things. You Please don't want to miss it. It's unique. I've been to a lot of worship conferences and this was a very, it's different. There's something yeah. different. Hey, God bless you, friend. Yeah. Thanks for Good being. to see you, Jenny. Yeah. You too. See you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you felt encouraged and a little more equipped for the journey you're on this season. If you're interested in weekly mentorship in a small group setting or would like to find more worship resources, check it all out at worshipleaderscollective.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Connect, encourage, and equip. This is what we're all about at Wilco. We go together, not alone. Together, we can help move church forward.